0: Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, you're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm graduating pretty soon. I'm going to need a job, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from the packages I've done to the articles I've written. The graphic design, the photos, you can see it all, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On today's pod, we're going to be doing another kind of continuation of last week. We're going to be looking at another great season in Arizona Dimebacks history. We're going to be looking at the most recent great season in D-backs history, the 2017 team uh, that did pretty well. They won 93 games, or uh, yeah, 93 games, so we'll get into that, but first... If you're a company that's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks, to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our way to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Almost had a brain fart there. Okay, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about these 2017 Arizona Dynamax. Let's just basically look at the team, the roster, and just see how they compare to other teams in the NL. What made them so good? So, if we take a look at this lineup, we did this the other day when comparing this team to the 2001 World Series team. We didn't say, we, we said it didn't stack up as well, but. I made a mistake when looking at this team compared to the 0-1 team. There was one guy I actually forgot, Kyle, just looking at the starting lineup. I forgot to actually look at the bench for the D-backs because I forgot. this lit my mind. I forgot about J.D. Martinez. I forgot he was on this team who was acquired by the D-backs from the Tigers, and this man was a beast, 302, 29 home runs, only 65 ribbies. But uh, this guy was a beast for the D-backs. In only 62 games he did that now. 29 bombs in 62 games. This guy was insane that year. And so uh, I I just totally forgot about him. So if we look at this roster, I mean, the D-backs had Chris Iannetta, who won 89 games. 254, 17 bombs. So you take that from your catcher. You had Goldie, who of course was a beast and always a MVP candidate in the NL. 36 bombs, 18 stolen bases, which is pretty unheard of from your from your first baseman. Then you had uh, 120 ribbies. He batted 297. He had Brandon Drury at second base. He batted 267, 13 home runs, 63 bombs. Ketel Marte was just his first year with the D-backs, 23 years old. So he really didn't show too much. He didn't flash a lot, honestly, his first year with the D-backs. In only 73 games, he only had five home runs, bad 260, uh, uh, 34-5 OBP, so that's pretty good, Uh, 740 OPS, so it's it's all right. Jake Lamb, this was the last time we really saw a, a productive season from Jake Lamb. 248 is not a good average, but 30 bombs is what you would have taken, and 105 ribbies is also what you would have liked. Then you had Yasmani Tomas still trying to crack the roster, still couldn't really do anything for the team. That's why they probably got JD Martinez because of Yasmani Tomas. He only batted 241 or 8 bombs. They had AJ Pollock, 14 bombs, 266 with 20 stolen bases, and then David Peralta, you know, good batting average, 293, only 14 bombs, so not, not that 30 home runs like we've seen or been accustomed to, but 57 ribbies, 8 stolen bases, 140 games played, so he had all right right year. A.J. Pollock only played 112 games and put up those numbers, so... Definitely a great starting lineup, especially when you insert J.D. Martinez on this team. Christian Walker was on this team too, but he wasn't really a starter. He only played eleven games for the team. But you put J.D. Martinez over Yasmani Tomas, and you got a pretty nasty lineup, especially if you have today's Ketel Marte instead of 2017 Ketel Marte's. But unfortunately, the team did not. But still, this lineup was good to to be one of the best in the in baseball. Actually, if you just look at their batting. The the D-backs had some great numbers offensively. If you look at them in terms of the NL, they, they finished fourth in runs scored behind the Nationals, Cubs, and Rockies. They finished fifth in terms of hits. They also finished pretty high in home runs. Fifth, again, in terms of batting average. The Arizona Diamondbacks finished seventh. So they're pretty much seventh in every pretty Major category for, for our offensive team, OBP, they were pretty good too. Seventh, so though, they, they were pretty much top seven, top five, and everything. Even when we look at stolen bases, which is something they're usually not that good at. They were fourth in stolen bases. So top five in home runs, top five in stolen bases, top seven in average in OBP. This team was definitely well-rounded, could definitely get it done. They were putting in work in 2017 offensively. and I don't think a lot of people even realize how good this team was offensively. And a lot of it just because uh they, they they couldn't they didn't really go that far in the playoffs. They they lost in the NLDS and they also play in Arizona, so the D-backs never get uh, a lot of love, a lot of acclamation, a lot of acclaim, I should say, but they they produced this year. They put in work and they they actually had a better offense than I think people even realize and then when you when you look at the kind of star power that they had in their lineup Goldie, a JD Martinez, if they just kept that core with what Ketel Marte is now man, I can only imagine what kind of offense this team would have and then who who knows? Maybe they still pull a trigger on a Starling Marte. You never know. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Eduardo Escobar. You still acquire him, who's a 30 home run guy. Maybe Christian Walker still progresses to the same place he is now, or or maybe still trade Zach Greinke. and uh, well, actually you didn't get Carson Kelly in that Zach Greinke trade, but maybe maybe you you pull off another deal to get another quality player, but. Uh, this D-backs team, if this lineup stayed together, I think if we saw the progression over the next few years, we would have thought this was the best D-backs team we might have ever seen, arguably, at least in terms of offense. But unfortunately, they did break this team up. They did trade Goldie, as we know. J.D. Martinez left as a free agent. A.J. Pollock left as a free agent. Jake Lamb has been hurt. Chris Iannetta is not on the team anymore. Yasmin Tomas is always in the minor, so Brandon Jury is not on this team. This is pretty much a different team now than it was just two short seasons ago, and I definitely like where the team is headed now, but if we had this lineup mixed with maybe a Ketel Marte of today, that Eduardo Escobar, and a, and a Christian Walker of today, then I think this would definitely be one of the probably top three lineups in baseball right now. Now, we'll get into the pitching aspect of the team in just a few short minutes. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. That's where Postmates come in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery to. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. find your favorite, Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start, your de- to start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates it. Let's get back to that conversation on that 2017 Diamondbacks team. And just let's look at the the pitching now for the D-backs and see how they compared and, and what they were working with this year. How, how, how were they in the NL compared to the other teams? And let's just basically look at the Arizona Diamondbacks pitching. So who did the D-backs have as their starters in 2017? I've been through this before when I was comparing them to the one team, but let's do it again. They had Zach Greinke as their number one starter, age 33, definitely living up to that contract, at least during this time. 17-7, 3-2 ERA. He made 32 starts, over 200 innings pitched, 215 strikeouts, so the guy was still a beast for the D-backs, so he was definitely living up to the contract at this time. Then you had Patrick Corbin as your number two, who was the worst starting rotation member with just a 4.03 ERA. So he, was, he wasn't he was too bad. He, he had 178 strikeouts, 190 innings pitch. Yeah, I would have liked that ERA below four, but he really didn't pitch that bad. His whip was a 1.41, which is the highest on the staff for sure. And he gave up 26 home runs, which led the staff as well. But he, he definitely had some things working for him. Uh, Patrick Corbin did and I don't think he was terrible this year he was all right and he was pretty solid as your number two probably would have been better as your three or four this year but the other members of the, of the rotation were just so good for the D-backs this year he had Robbie Ray an all-star 15 and 5 he had a 2-8 or at least all-star caliber 15 and 5 2-8 9-year 162 innings pitch His strikeouts per nine was 12.1, so he was just diamond dudes out. He only had 162 innings pitched, but he had 218 strikeouts, so even more than Zach Greinke, who had 40 more innings pitched than a Robbie Ray. So Robbie Ray was definitely putting in work. You had Taiwan Walker, who was the centerpiece in that trade with the Mariners. He was putting in work, too. His record is only 9-9, nine and nine, but he had 3 4 nine ERA, 160 innings pitch, 150 strikeouts. He was doing work, too. He was solid. Walks per nine was a little high, 3.5, but 8.4 strikeouts per nine. The guy was solid. He was good for the, for the D-backs, 3-4-9. I wish injuries didn't take a toll on him, but he definitely showed enough to, to see why, at least in this year, why the D-backs decided to take him. In that, uh take him as a centerpiece of that trade, and then he has Zach Godley as your number five starter, and he was pretty good as a starter this year as your fifth starter, three three seventy array, twenty five starts, one hundred fifty five innings pitched. He only had fifteen home runs given up, nine point six strikeouts per nine, which was tied for second in the in the on the team in terms of the starting rotation. So Zach Godley was pretty good himself, and the, this D backs team, this this pitching was. Was nasty for the D backs. And if we look at the bullpen, Fernando Rodney had 39 saves, but only a 4.23 2 ERA. So would have liked to see that been better. But Archie Bradley was magical during this season. 173 3 ERA. You had Jorge De La Rosa. He was all right 4 2 1, but 5 351. JJ Hoover 392. Delgado 359. So the D backs had some arms. You also had some other guys didn't do so well. Uh, TJ McFarlane 5 3 3. You had a Jake Barrett, uh, just a five flat in terms of ERA. But from their main contributors, they they were getting some solid production. Definitely helped that Archie Bradley was having such a magical season. But their starting pitching was so good, you didn't need to have a shutdown bullpen because you had guys who could give you six, seven innings of high-quality pitching, starting pitching, and that helped out a lot, especially when we just talked about how good that offense looked on paper. And not just on paper, actually producing in real life and in baseball, that this team was very well rounded. If we look at the D backs pitching ranks in the NL, they were second in ERA compared to the Dodgers, three, six, six. In terms of innings pitch, they were also pretty good, they were 10th, so nothing amazing. But in terms of saves, that's they were seventh there. So I always think that the Diamondbacks. Could have been uh, better in their closing situation the last couple of years, but their ear ray was pretty dominant. Their their opponent their opponent batting average was pretty great as well. They were running fourth in terms of that. In terms of earned runs given up, they ranked, let me see, fourteenth in terms of earned runs given up. And this this is uh well this list is flipped. So in the reverse order, they're actually second best in terms of earned runs given up. They gave up the second fewest earned runs given up just behind the Dodgers, which makes sense as to why their ear was so low. Uh, let me actually take a look at the walks. In terms of walks, the D backs were ranked tenth in terms of Fewest walks given up, so that's not too bad either. They were act- uh, actually they were ranked fifth in terms of fewest walks given up. They were ranked tenth in most walks given up because stats like that they do the reverse order. So the D backs were pretty much top seven in every pitching category as well, with ERA being number two, which I believe is the most important uh, stat when it comes to pitching. So the, the D backs were dominant when it came to came to offense. They were dominant. When it came to pitching, so they had just a great team, very well-rounded. i just say that their bullpen wasn't that strong outside of Archie Bradley. I don't like their closer, Fernando Rodney, even though if he had nearly 40 saves, a lot of other guys were just in three fives. Archie Bradley was the only guy who had under a three-year array with over 11 innings pitched. So there wasn't really a lot of fireballers or elite dominant uh, elite arms coming out of the bullpen. A lot of, There wasn't a lot of dominant shut-down-inning kind of arms outside to Bradley. So that was their biggest struggle. It's why he got 73 innings, most out of the bullpen. But in terms of my starting rotation and starting lineup, this d team is a lot better than I think a lot of people gave them credit for. Now, thank you to everyone who tuned in to this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks. Tune back in on Wednesday to hear uh, more about the 2017 Uh, Diamondback squad, and go play the newest edition of the Lockdown Fantasy MLB so you guys can stay up to date with news rankings and everything related to fantasy baseball. I hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace!